What's up, guys, and welcome to the We Believe Golden State Warriors Basketball Podcast, a sports ethos presentation. I'm your host, Sam Orlick. Hey, listeners, please take a moment to follow at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on Earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. Follow now. So, guys, today is January 23rd, Sunday. Today we're going to be recapping the start of the Warriors' homestand, um, the last two games against the Indiana Pacers and the Houston Rockets, as well as taking a look at the next upcoming four games, which are also at home tonight against Utah, Minnesota, Dallas, and Brooklyn. So, without any further ado, let's dive right into it. So, the Warriors played on Thursday against the Indiana Pacers, extremely shorthanded, basically missing their entire starting lineup. And this was a pretty big letdown game. Warriors would lose this one in overtime, 121 to 117. And. Man, I got to tell you, you know, this game was hard to watch at times. 21 turnovers, 9 of 42 from the th- from the three-point line. Curry would go 6 of 16. That left the rest of the team shooting 3 of 28. There was a significant lack of execution. You know, and talking about those turnovers, and we'll dig into this more later, it wasn't just the turnovers themselves. It was the way in which they were committed. You know, Kaminga showed he is still a rookie. He would not attempt a field goal, although he did go 5 of 6 from the line, playing about 15 minutes. Gary Payton II had an incredible highlight reel dunk that might just be his best dunk of the season. Although his three-point shot has really disappeared of late since returning from the back injury that kept him out for two games, he's yet to make a 3 over 5 in his last several games and there really wasn't any real life or offense coming from this Warriors roster Curry had 39 Poole had five Wiggins had 11 on five of 15 and Looney would score in double figures so you did get three or four scores in double figures but it wasn't enough Curry did his best to carry the team it wasn't enough the Pacers played really hard, you know, Rick Rick Carlisle's teams typically do, and they were locked into the Warriors. It seemed like the Warriors had this one up three at the end of the fourth, despite how poorly they played, and yet in one of the most crucial times of the game, they were unable to execute defensively, giving up a wide-open three-pointer to Justin Holiday, who is their best three-point shooter on the Pacers who knocked it down and sent the game into the overtime where the Warriors would still end up scoring the first five points of overtime, which at the time, you know, I was feeling pretty good that they were going to be able to close this out. And yet the Pacers would turn around and go on a 10-0 run and the Warriors would end up losing by four. So, you know, this was really the worst loss of the season for the Dubs. There's just no, no way around it. You know, missing Draymond really showed here. No Otto Porter Jr., but you still had Steph. You still had Wiggins. You still had Poole. Looney. Peyton was back. Iguodal was in there. And, 
you know, guys got to take a long look in the mirror and figure out what they need to do to get this done. Curry, you know, would talk about this poor play of the Warriors. And, you know, on the last pod, they did mention about we're in the dog days of the season right now for the franchise. And it really showed there was a lack of energy. There was a lack of attention of detail. Wasn't just missing shots. It wasn't that the Indiana Pacers outplayed the Warriors. This was just guys not guys not being engaged, guys not being mentally engaged, and letting that lack of focus really, which started on the offensive end and all the turnovers, and just not even being able to throw passes. Uh, we're talking about just making passes from side to side, left to right, that are getting intercepted because we're just telegraphing passes, and then that lack of attention and focus on the offensive end eventually bled into defense and not being able to stay, keep your guys in front, miscommunications on rotations, letting guys get right to the rim and you give a bad team, you know, 450 players in this league and everyone, you know, anyone can have a good night. Chris Duarte, you got to give him a lot of credit. He played great. Goga Blitaze would be the starting center and he was battling inside the whole game but would end up getting ejected late in the fourth which again seemed like a great opportunity for the Warriors to use that momentum and close out the game but they were not able to so you know I mentioned the 21 turnovers uncharacteristically five of them are from Kavon Looney and four of them are from Iguodala so you know that's nine turnovers from your main vets Curry only had two Um, But it's been the offense, man. The offense struggles, and you got to be able to put up points even when you're playing good defense, and the Warriors haven't been able to. That's been a huge issue, and and it's mostly been related to the three ball. The offense is predicated around creating space and getting open looks, and if you can't convert, then teams are going to switch and give up the threes because they know that we can't stripe them, and that's, that's really been the case. Curry and everyone has really been struggling from the three-point line. Not getting much from Andrew Wiggins, from Gary Payton, from Bielitsa. You know, Looney's not going to shoot the three. Otto Porter continues to look good, but he's not a high-volume three-point shooter. You know, he'll take two or two to four threes and hit one to two of them. So he's been pretty consistent. But outside of that, there hasn't been. A lot of consistency for the Warriors from a shooting from a perimeter shooting perspective, and that's really been a big challenge. And you know, you really wanted to see them be able to take advantage of this game against a team that, on paper, they had no business even being in the vicinity of having a game come down to some of the final shots at the end to decide who would be the winner. Anyways, quick turnaround. In the second game of a back-to-back, the Warriors would take on the Houston Rockets at home. And again, this game would come down to the very end. Steph Curry, his first game winner of his career, nails a long step back to 105-103 Warriors win. No Iguodala, no Klay Thompson, but you do get Otto Porter Jr. back. Yeah, I misspoke earlier, Sai. So Otto Porter Jr. sat out at the front end of the back-to-back. He would not play against Indiana, but he did play against Houston. Iguodala and Clay Thompson played against Indiana, but did not play in uh, against Houston. So, you know, Steph's first game winner, he was really excited about it in post-game. And I think what we're really talking about here, because, of course, Steph Curry has made a lot of clutch shots 
in his career, but he has never had the ball in his hands in the closing seconds to either put a, to put a game away to win the game and knocked it down. Um, he's done it to send games into OT, but it has not been a game winning shot. So that's really great for him. Another uh, milestone to check off in his laundry list of accomplishments and, you know, played better, but not that much better because although Houston has been playing a lot better as of late, it's still the Rockets and the way in which we allowed the Rockets to score against our defense is just alarming. Um, Houston had everything going to the rim and it seemed like nobody could keep their man in front. Um, you know, the, the three point, the three point shot continued to be an issue 10 of 30. So, uh, against Indiana, they were at 21% and against Houston, they're at 30%. So 12 less attempts, but not that much better in the percentages. And before we move on, I just wanted to remind you guys that we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that is code ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. So this game against the Rockets, although did end with a victory, you know, on paper and through the eye test was not that much better than the game in Indiana. 17 turnovers, although... The offense came around, so you ended up with 20 from Poole, 17 from Wiggins, 13 from Otto Porter Jr., and 22 from Curry. So that was really the difference in the outcome of the games uh, against Indiana needing Curry to score 39, not being enough, not really getting much of anything else from anyone. And in Houston, you had Poole and Wiggins show up, and that was really the difference. Curry only had to score 22. And they were able to take care of Houston. So, yeah, man, this is tough. These were, you know, split these two games is not really the start that you wanted for this homestand. The Warriors have some tough opponents upcoming in their schedule in this homestand. We've got Utah tonight, followed by Dallas on Tuesday, Minnesota on Thursday, and Brooklyn on Sunday. So, it's going to be interesting. You know, we're not likely not going to have Draymond for any of these games. And I'm going to be curious to see how the Warriors respond. These two games against, or really, I guess you say three games against Detroit, Indiana, and Houston were expected to be like the what they were saying is get right games. You know, play against some soft teams, blow them out, feel good about yourselves, get the offense running, execution, and all of that. And instead, we saw the Warriors take care of business against Detroit, but failed to execute against Indiana and just barely snake by against Houston off a of Steph Curry game winner shot. Uh, you know, I have to say if that game went into overtime versus Houston, I don't know what the outcome would have been just with how the Warriors have been playing. So 
We got some better opponents coming up. Let's see how the Warriors respond. Obviously, you know, Curry addressed how their play has really fallen of late in the last two or three weeks. Roles have shifted with the return of Clay Thompson, as we've been talking about on this podcast. In my last episode with Dubby, we dug into this a lot, and that is the adjustments that guys are having to make with or without Clay Thompson. And, you know, to an extent, you could kind of look at the two games in comparison. Indiana and Houston and really see that in Indiana or against Indiana with Clay Thompson in the starting lineup Poole only had five points Wiggins only had 11 points and you know Clay continues to be a volume shooter but he's still not really scoring at an efficient clip in the second night of the back-to-back no Clay Thompson no Iguodala and Poole has 20 Wiggins had 17 so you just see the change in aggressiveness, the shot distribution, the flow of the offense. And so that's going to be interesting to track. They need to get this right. Uh, the Warriors are currently still second in the West behind the Phoenix Suns. You know, I think the Warriors would obviously like to be the top seed in the West, but I think more importantly is they need guys to get healthy and they want to continue to build continuity and chemistry with this group. Um, You'd really like Jordan Poole to figure out what it means to be the six-man role, be able to come off the bench and score efficiently. Poole's three-point shot has really disappeared at times. He has, you know, kind of, I don't want to say lost confidence because he is such a confident player, but his game has changed a little bit than what we were seeing a month ago or even six weeks ago in his ability to get downhill and get to the rim or pick up fouls those herky-jerky moves that we know we've all seen him do that are kind of high-right-real-worthy haven't really been there, or if they have been, um, it's turning into more of like a turnover or a bad shot than a well-executed finish. So I think Jordan Poole is really kind of the key here. You know, and so is Andrew Wiggins, but Wiggins is in the starting lineup with or without Clay. Wiggins is a much more established player. He is still doing a lot and making an impact defensively. I think with Wiggins, it's more about the opportunities in which the Warriors are able to post him up. And I think that's having to do with their lack of three-point production. And teams are scouting the Warriors hard and putting together very strong sets to make life hard on the Warriors in their offense to execute efficiently. And, you know, the turnovers have always been an Achilles heel, but... The way in which we just can't even make passes at times has just got to stop. Uh, Steve Kerr showed a lot of energy and passion <laughs> at the poor play of the Warriors. And so, you know, I really hope that that helps light a fire under this group and they are able to flip the script on this. You know, I'd really like to see them come out strong tonight against Utah. I think uh, Donovan, no Donovan Mitchell tonight and Rudy Gobert is questionable. So, you know, we'll be tracking that news going into the game. Those are obviously some important players for the Utah Jazz. But regardless of who is out there or not, the Warriors need to play their game and execute as we've seen them do for a majority of this season. It starts on the defensive end, but also has to do with taking care of the ball. If you are gifting the opponent 20 extra points just on your mistakes and all their other team has to do is run the ball back and get a dunk, 
you're just making the game that much harder for yourselves to win. These aren't teams out playing the Warriors. This is the Warriors just doing this to themselves. This is self-inflicted pain. So I'd really like to see them try and clean that up. You just really get a sense of how much this team is missing Draymond Green. But this is a really important stretch for the Warriors. They need to get through this together and find a winning recipe and continue to rinse and repeat until we can get this slump behind us. Um, another thing that I really wanted to touch on is the recent play of Kavon Looney. Kavon Looney has really been playing some of his best basketball, really of his career, I'll say. And it's the health. I think the health is the biggest thing. I don't think I've ever seen Kavon Looney as healthy as he's been this season. He is the only warrior to play in every game this season, including start every game this season. And what he is doing on the glass is just simply outrageous in the last five games, which is a career high for him. Uh, 15 rebounds against Indiana. He is only, his plus minus has only been minus in the game against Indiana. Um, And it's really been his aggressiveness offensively, hitting the offensive glass, but also being a finisher under the rim. Um, You know, the points don't always reflect that, but he is consistently looking like a good option in the low post at times. Um, Now, with that increase in usage as the Warriors are just struggling to find any life on offense, uh, surprisingly are turnovers. So we already mentioned against Indiana, Looney had five turnovers. And against Houston, he had three. So a lot of times what I'm noticing is Poole and others are trying to find Looney under the hoop, but not really having established that chemistry and continuity of delivering an inbounds pass or delivering delivering passes to him is he's having a hard time handling them. And then also just at times being a little bit undersized, he's getting the ball under the rim, whether it's on a rebound or a pass, and he's unable to put it up and he turns it over. But still, Looney has been incredibly efficient at the rim. He's been doing pretty good at the free throw line, and he's been incredible defensively and on the glass. So I love to see that from Looney. Fingers crossed, knock on wood, that he maintains his health because he's a really big piece of what the Warriors are doing right now. And You know, if he were to go down, I don't know where this team would go based on just how poorly we've been playing. So I really love that. Another thing to touch on is Jonathan Kaminga. You know, Kaminga has been struggling a little bit. This is what we talked about. He's still a rookie. You know, Steve Kerr is going to play the hot hand. And after we saw him really kind of bust out and be this or show this potential, you know, he had that double-double last week and was really kind of hitting his stride. Um, We've really noticed in the last few that he's kind of taken a step back. So, um, you know, looking back to the last few games against Milwaukee, he went out there for 20 minutes against Chicago, 25 minutes against Minnesota, 33 minutes against Detroit, 24 minutes, and then Indiana and Houston, he only saw 15 minutes. Indiana, as I mentioned, he did not attempt a shot. Five of six from the line, which was great. Five boards, three assists, which was great, Uh, but he was a minus 16. Brutal. Uh, Against Houston, two of six from the field, one of three from three, two of two from the line. The free throw shooting has been great. 
uh, one rebound, sorry, two rebounds, a turnover, seven points, and a minus seven. So the challenge here is you'd love to develop Jonathan Kaminga, but he's making mistakes a little bit defensively. He's overplaying, trying to make kind of the highlight play, get the Steeler block, and he's committing fouls and not able to keep his man in front, um, which is combined with the fact that the rest of the team is struggling and the Warriors are trying to win games. We are chasing wins this season, despite guys in and out of the lineup, despite the chemistry issues, despite trying to reincorporate Clay Thompson. Kerr is not going to pull a James Wiseman and just throw him out there for 30 minutes and let him develop all these bad habits. So we did see a little bit more of Toscano Anderson in the last few games. Um, and I think it's just going to continue to be a wait-and-see approach. Love Kaminga out there. He continues to look good. Again, I mentioned the free throw shooting has been a lot better, which is great. But he's still a rookie. He's still going to make mistakes, and that's fine. I mean, the guy's the guy's 19. He's got plenty of time to figure it out. Uh, he can be a very important piece on this Warriors team as we see that he continues to be the guy to get to the free throw line for the Warriors. And so that is a very valuable skill in and of itself, being able to get downhill, draw fouls, get to the rim, get to the free throw line. So I do think he'll continue to get thrown out there while Draymond Green is recovering from his disc injury and just hope that he can kind of get back to where he was in the Milwaukee, Chicago, Minnesota stretch than uh, what we saw in the last two games. All right, guys, before we sign off, I want to also remind you all to use coupon code HoopBall20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code HoopBall on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. Thank you guys for tuning in. This has been the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, the Sports Ethos presentation. Once again, I'm Sam Orlick. You can follow me on Twitter at SDOrlick. Thanks for tuning in. And, uh, you know, one last thing I'm going to mention before we sign off here. I am expecting another special show going to be either Monday or Tuesday talking about the trade deadline and what the Warriors may or may not be looking to do. You know, we'll see what this front office is looking at as we approach the trade deadline and talk about all the struggles that the Warriors are having. Make sure you don't miss that one. All right, let's go Dubs. Dubs.